Ah, how you doing? Hold on. How you doing, fellas? <laughs> You've so got nice. a mouthful of something over there. Is that candy? What are you eating? It's bees. Bees. You're eating- <laughs> I'm eating bees, baby. I like to snack on bees. First thing in the morning. What is your favorite candy? Twix. Twix. Twix right. is my favorite candy. I'm not a huge candy person, to be honest. I'm much more of a cakes guy. Why do we even have them on this podcast? Yeah. Give me like a good zebra cake or one of those Christmas Ooh. tree cakes. Don't even get me started on Little Debbie's. Christmas tree cakes are the bomb. They're fucking legit. So with that being said, if I'm going for candy and I have my selection, it would always be a Twix. King size, fun size, what are we talking? I mean, I don't know. Any size. King size might be too many. Is there four? four? Yeah, that's that's too, too many. That's overindulgent. That's too, too many. I think a regular pack <laughs> too, too <many. laughs> of Twix is the appropriate amount of Twix. I don't even find myself wanting to eat both, though. Yeah, I usually eat one. I'm like, that's good. Yeah, and then I'm I good. save it for later. I exactly. find myself wanting to make a bandolier of Twix just to be ready for anything. <laughs> so that, uh, um, yeah, it's going to be Twix. It's got your chocolate, caramel, cookie crunch. What do you remember do you in the na- 90s? I don't know if they still do this, but they had different flavored Twix for a while. They, they like cookies and cream Twix yeah, and some other ones. They'll still pop up from time to time. There's like a dark chocolate Twix, um, but I'm just talking about plain old regular Twix. Okay. That's fair. If I'm going for a chocolate bar of some kind, that's usually a good choice. Yeah, it can't go wrong with Twix. Yeah. What's your worst candy? Well, I didn't even know these had a name until you told me. Apparently, they're called Halloween Taffy, but they're those <laughs> shitty ass, like, t- taffy that's wrapped in orange or black wrapping that I don't even know where people buy them from. On Amazon, Mark showed me the pictures like a fucking thumbnail. Yeah, I don't know. They just a pop. Up. They appear. Yeah. I think maybe they show up in like an assortment bag of Have all the garbage be. nobody wanted from 1930. I think those are the definition of filler candy. They're just in there to hit your hundred pieces of candy. And the objection. Know. I have a problem with us calling this candy because it's terrible. Oh, yeah. it is. It's it's a it's a waste byproduct of some kind that has basically <laughs> put into a wrapper with no name. Yeah. Like if you saw this at the airport, they would make you check your bag separately. Like that's how suspicious <laughs> yeah. this candy is. Sir, step over here. We're gonna have to strip search it. It's probably the candy where they hide the razors, to be honest, because <laughs> it already looks like it has razors in it. It looks like they've been opened and repackaged several times. Yeah. It yeah. looks like someone's opened up a regular size candy, cut it into smaller candies. It's the it's the whole like drug distribution of candy. Yeah, so that is far and away. When I even when I was a kid, like for Halloween, I would just those would always be what's left at the bottom of like the fucking barrel. Like mm-hmm. uh, this is we're giving this candy out to other kids. In the future. And it's not good taffy. It's not like no. the nice saltwater taffy right. you can taffy? buy on the boardwalk. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, that's what we found but on it, Amazon. It tastes like some sort of garbagey peanut butter butt. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> awful. It's like it's like if taffy and the Lucky Charms marshmallows had a baby. Right. And then like made a little tiny like abomination candy. <laughs> That's what blew my mind when I when if you look on Amazon, they I believe incorrectly call it saltwater taffy because I like real soft water taffy. I do not like whatever this is. Did you say soft water or salt, salt water? Salt water. Okay. Hard water taffy. <laughs> uh yeah, that's a good one, John. So those are my choices. Okay. Well, I will lead in with my worst and say that I think the worst candy on the planet is the banana runt. I think runts in general are disgusting as shit. Got a box of them right here if you guys want to. I'm good. Sample, nope. but um, every Ooh, flavor, sound effects and everything. Every flavor in this box is disgusting. That's apple, the quality that Grave Talk brings you. That's right. <laughs> apple doesn't taste like apple. Strawberry tastes like medicine, and banana runt tastes like chemicals 
Leftover from Vietnam. I feel like runs are probably an early candy. When we're still trying to figure candy out, <laughs> probably like my poor decision of candy as well. These are when they were experimenting. Do you still. think runs was the first run? Like the first <laughs> attempt? Like yeah. we might be onto something, fellas. <laughs> These kids keep crying. Quick, make something <laughs> sweet. Oh, my God. What have we but done? Imagine if you've never had candy before and someone gave you a runt. You'd probably be like, all right, this is better than the normal fucking slop I regularly eat. No, well, I think I'd be like, I don't like candy. Yeah, more slop. Done here. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could give up candy just because runts are bad. The problem with runts for me is the fact that, you know, you get that candy shell, that like coating on the outside. And you're like, OK, you kind of taste like candy. I'm, I'm willing to join you on this journey. And then you get into the middle and it's just chalk. Yeah. It's tasteless. It's tasteless colored chalk, and you're like, oh, the bait and switch, you son of a bitch. You know what runs are like? That shitty cereal we ate. Check our YouTube tape or channel oh, where boy. it Here has we a go. sugar coating on it, and as soon as that dissolves, you're just left with ass. You're left with <laughs> sawdust and filler. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if they're made by the same company. Well, this here says that runs are made by the Nestle company. Nestle, so get it together, bro. I don't bro. think Funko made uh, no. partner with Nestle. On well, that. Nestle should sue them then. Yeah. They stole their run strategy. This is far too many runs, too. This is how many ounces? It's like a decade's worth of runs. <laughs> five ounces of runs. Good Lord. It's and like if a you're, movie theater box. Yeah. And if you are a sadistic person, you can buy just banana runs. They sell oh. them in like a gallon tub. Oh, oh, Lord. Yeah. I've seen them and I'm scared. I feel All like, right. Wow. That's, okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with runs. Let's go. <laughs> What's your good one? Uh, that's that's a toughie. Um, I had to pick between a few, but I think I'm going to go with the strawberry starburst. Oh, I was about to make a comment just a minute ago when you said strawberry runt. I was like, strawberry candy of any kind is just the worst. <laughs> Don't look into how they used to make it. They used to pull some sort of like beaver butthole uh, flavoring. I'm, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Beaver yeah. butthole. Uh, <laughs> 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 to make the artificial strawberry flavor, they had to find some extract from some... Uh, it's like the anal gland of a beaver. That yes, is 100% true. That's 100% true. I don't know if that's still a thing. Good. My hatred of <laughs> strawberry flavoring then is even more validated. Yeah. But I like it because it's a good flavor. Because my man loves beaver butt. <laughs> I like the mouthfeel of Starburst. The, and the mouth soft... feel of Starburst? Yeah, right. that's a term. That's a term, man. If it's you're in fancy and you're into, you're into eating stuff and you want to say it... They, if you're into gets eating things <laughs> and it's got a good mouthfeel and it's made from extract of beaver butt, go on, Mark. I'm listening. Starburst will last as long as you want them to. And this is your and favorite candy. when you're done, candy. you can chew them up and be done with it. Hard candy, you just got to suck it down until it's like good enough <laughs> to like crunch. Oh, we're going to get so many comments. Okay. I think um, Star or Starburst was a good choice as your favorite candy. I know that strawberry is my favorite. Okay. Here's some Starburst here for you. I hear him. Uh, what I is? Hear him. We can also see him since we're in the studio. What is your favorite flavor? Then? Um, probably the red watermelon. I believe is what it's supposed there's to no be. There's no watermelon is in cherry? here. Yeah, red there's is, red is cherry, cherry, yeah. strawberry, cherry, orange, then. and I mean they all taste vaguely the same. The yellow, anyway, yellow starburst. But. That's my jam. Yellow, like lemon and lime candy. Yeah. in general, that's it. The uh, Skittles. I, it's, I'm so lucky because everyone hates those. So I was like, ooh, the yellows and the greens. I'm like, give them over here. Let's go. Right here. There you go. As a general rule, it's hard to go wrong with red candy, I find. Whenever I just, if I have to test a new candy, I'm going for the red if one. If it's cherry, then yeah. Yeah. Which usually tends to be the, exactly. the go to red flavor. Sometimes it's surprise strawberry, then that sucks. But when it's cherry, <laughs> you're normally safe. Oh, pink is usually strawberry. I know, that's true. Yeah. But some candy companies like to fuck with you and, and trick you into <laughs> eating strawberry. Well, you mentioned lemon. I almost picked my other favorite candy, which is the lemon head. Lemonhead is great. Because it's made with like real lemon juice, and I love the tartness of that. So I want to give a shout-out to Lemonhead. also want to give a shout-out to Nerds. 
and Airheads. Those were my follow-ups. I think I nerds, nerds are what Runts evolved into. No, oh. dude, they're way better. <laughs> yeah, they're the evolution. Oh, okay. Yeah, evolution. Version uh, 2 of exactly. the Runts turns into nerds. They it's just, just crushed down <laughs> Runts. <laughs> if I knew like, Pokemon, this is amazing. there's a Pokemon reference in there somewhere. They're probably, yeah, I think you're right. Oh. Wow. Well, Garrett, what do you got? Well, we saved the best for last, ladies and gentlemen. Did we? Favorite candy of all time, chocolate-covered gummy bears. Ew. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to come over this fucking table, John. Says the man who's all like, you know, oh, God. In some parts of the country, they're called Muddy Bears. Yes. Huh. That was that was the uh, the name of the, when they like branded them, and actually, I think it was Nestle that sold them. Yeah. Um, that's what they called them. And those were limited. Um, they sold them at the theaters for a while, and you couldn't really find them anywhere else. And then I remember when they took them off the market, I went to the local theaters and bought all their extra boxes. So and you stocked up. Oh yeah, no, I was I was the go-to right. guy for for Muddy Bears, and then um, those ran out years ago, and now I have a candy shop nearby that does them for me. So <laughs> I have a standing order. It's pretty amazing. I got to be honest with you though, uh, John's bleh reaction isn't off. Like when you tell me a squishy gummy candy yeah, coated I've never in chocolate, had them, it doesn't fair. sound particularly great. I, had I known we were bringing samples like Mark, who <laughs> evidently bought out Wonka's chocolate factory. Um, Which candy is this? Can you tell from the sound? It's a wrapped candy. <laughs> <laughs> it's six airheads. Ooh. Oh, I was going to say, we could actually done this as a contest, and if whoever like, <laughs> answered correctly on our social media could win something. Okay. Six airheads. Here, you take know. two. <laughs> what is this sound? If you can guess it, I'll mail you a piece of this candy. Oh, boy. Listeners. Anyway, back to, um, yeah, so chocolate-covered gummy bears, hmm. amazing. And if you can't put them in chocolate, then gummy bears are definitely my favorite um, okay. candy if you can't go the Why the bear route. over worm? Ooh, see, now you get to a real preferential area. Mm. Now, I will eat a gummy worm, no problem. But the bear is the perfect size for snacking. The worm, That's true. Worms you can have get to, unwieldy. You, get bite, mm-hmm. you have to like, you, you, you want to pop the whole thing in your mouth and you got too much gummy in your mouth at one time. You can still you know. speak to somebody with a bear in your mouth. Exactly. Exactly. Plus, there bears are infinitely cooler than worms. Hands down. A bear will always be cooler than a worm. They're definitely a more complex organism. Unless it's the funky worm by Ohio <laughs> Players, in which case, then we might be talking about something else. Uh, least favorite candy. Wow, there's just so many to choose from. I feel like you guys nailed it. I think we should add candy corn to that pantheon Absolutely. of terrible ones. Yeah. But I would have to go with John's um, Halloween taffy because I, for- I had literally blocked it out of my head until you <laughs> brought it up. And then it's like, it's nightmare fuel. It's like, yes. Yeah. Anything I had thought about, which was candy corn, when you said that, I was like, oh, oh no, John's right. That is garbage town. So yeah, those are my those are my my candies. You know, companies are starting to iterate on the candy corn. I'm starting to see different flavored candy corn out there. There's like a butterscotch one that's yeah. not terrible. You've tried I've it? tried it. It's yeah. just so waxy and disgusting. Yeah, I mean the mouth feels <laughs> all <laughs> off. The mouth feels <laughs> yes. The mouth feels still off. If you eat more than like five, you still don't feel great about yourself or humanity. No. But you, know, you, you just, just coat your insides <laughs> with gross waxy sugar. But if you pick one, it's not terrible. It's better okay. than regular candy corn, I would say. What is the tiers of candy? Tootsie Roll, it, for me, is like damn near the bottom. Yeah. To- but now we've we've uncovered the gross Halloween taffy, so that's below I Tootsie Roll. I would put Roll. Tootsie Roll at like a C candy, right? Okay. It's like right in the middle. It's not offensively bad or anything. It's just bland. It's just like, all right, yeah, this is just a waxy piece of chocolate. You cover it in hard candy lollipop, and you get yourself a Tootsie Pop. Right. That's that like an A candy. Yeah, that, yeah, Tootsie Pops are legit. Too legit to quit. Anyway, roll the music and let's get into Candy Man. Candy Man. 
Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again, joined by Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? All right. Pretty good. Stuff right. in my face with candy. Yeah, a lot of it. Have more. Plenty of sugar to go around at this table. <laughs> Think I'm good. <laughs> what have you guys been up to since last time? Oh, a whole lot of nothing. Well, I've been watching non-horror movies, actually. I've been working my way through Rockies um, all over again. So I'm at Rocky Four right now. Um, and uh, Do they hold up? Yes, okay. they do. But what was interesting, completely irrelevant to horror, but it is interesting, if you watch the first two Rocky movies, they are, I think, significantly different in tone and feel than every Rocky movie after three until Rocky Balboa. Like Rocky one is about mostly about a guy. You don't actually get into the boxing part to like the last 30 minutes. Interesting. And Rocky two is like about a guy dealing with fame. And then Rocky three is like, you know, suddenly it's only 90 minutes long and wild and you have Hulk Hogan in it. That is not. Oh, I am so furious <laughs> right now. That is one of my favorite movies franchises. No, I think and it's great, but the tone and I think feels completely shift, but I've loved everyone I've watched so far. I'm sure I'll still dislike Rocky five, but is that considered the worst one? Yeah. Uh, Rocky five or four. People remember four fondly because they're like, oh, Drago, you know, this, that, and the other. But it really is a very low substance movie. There's not much. It's it's a montage. Mm. It's, yeah. it's oh, a yeah. movie that is like 50% montage. I think it probably has the most montages per, like out of any of the other Rocky movies. Mm. I've only seen part one and then Creed. Oh, Creed is so good. Creed I've yet great. to see Creed two, but I'm going yeah. to. Well, if you got nothing else to bring up, Garrett, anything you've been up to since last time, we'll just get into the movie. I've just been burning through, you know, working on stuff for the website, updating some things. Have um, you watched any more Nightmare on Elm Street? No, not <laughs> yet. And I'm going to get back into that because I need to burn through that whole franchise. But I did actually, you know what? I watched Hatchet. Oh, you did? I watched Hatchet with Kane Hodder. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, loved it. It was it. it was pretty campy, but the kills were gory as shit. Very campy, but it had... Tony Todd, it had Wes, or not Wes Anderson. Um, um, who's Fr- Freddie? Oh, uh, you're talking about Robert, uh, Robert uh, England. Robert England, yeah, yeah, he was in it. Enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm excited to try to see Hatchet too because evidently they built on that story. Yeah, they so. do. I don't remember if I watched the third one, but I definitely saw the first two. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Nice. It was it was very campy at times, but I thought that it had a, a good pace, a good flow. Um, everyone did a great job in it. Just check it out, John. It's not bad. All right, maybe we'll good do it as know. an episode. Yeah. It's, it's that good. There we go. All right. With that, let's get into Candyman from 1992. Rotten Tomatoes score. The critics rated it a 75% out of 51 reviews. The audience has given it a 61% out of 133,892 Jesus, that's a lot reviews. of reviews. Yeah. Uh, this was directed by Bernard Rose. It was based on a short story by Clive Barker. This stars Tony Todd as the Candyman, Virginia Madsen as Helen Lyle, Xander Berkeley as Trevor Lyle, Cassie Lemons as Bernadette Walsh, Vanessa Williams as Anne-Marie McCoy, and Ted Raimi does a little cameo as Billy. I think Ooh. this might be our third Ted Raimi film. Ooh. <laughs> Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about Candyman. A children's ghost story comes to terrifying life in this gut-wrenching thriller about a graduate student whose research into modern folklore summons the spirit of the dead. Helen Lyle, 
laughs when she interviews college freshmen about their superstitions. But when she hears about Candyman, a slave spirit with a hook hand who is said to haunt Chicago's notorious Cabrini Green housing project, she thinks she has a new twist for the thesis. Braving the gang-ridden territory to visit the site of a brutal murder, Helen arrogantly assumes Candyman can't really exist until he appears, igniting a string of terrifying, tragic slayings but the police don't believe in monsters, and they charge Helen with the grisly crimes. And only one person can set her free. Candyman. Ooh. Hmm. That's interesting. That's, that's kind of accurate. I think that's pretty yeah. spot on as far pretty as the plot job. goes. Now, John, we were talking before we started <laughs> rolling. We thought Candyman 1 was a different movie entirely. Right. Apparently, we had both seen Candyman 2. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so it turns out this is probably the... Far as I know, the first time I've seen the first Candyman in my whole life up till now, I thought Candyman 2 was Candyman 1. I'd also been tricked. So that was, it explained a lot because as I was watching this movie, I kept being like, how do I remember absolutely none of it? Because I never saw it before. That'll do it. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) why. But yeah, as I mentioned, this was based on a short story by Clive Barker. Um, There was like uh, several volume novels that he's done that have been turned into these movies, this one, the short story is called The Forbidden. I checked out a plot synopsis, and it follows it pretty closely. Nice. Um, so it looks like they didn't uh, skew too far from that source material. Also, The Last Illusion was turned into Lord of Illusions, starring ah. Scott Bakula. That was one of these stories. I almost watched that movie. It was on Amazon Prime recommended it for me. And I don't recall if it's any good or not. I don't remember hearing a lot about it when it came out. Yeah. Then Other I, than the dude from Quantum Leap was in it. That, that <laughs> makes I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Um, there's some others, um, but I thought it was interesting to see Clive Barker's name pop up again. Yeah, I had not expected that. I didn't know I don't it was. think I knew he was associated with Candyman I until did not. We, we got into this. And Philip Glass does the score, who I absolutely love, and I think that he did a fucking bang-up job on this That movie. was such a weird score at first. I was like, wow, that's... It was jarring, to be honest. Like yeah. it's so churchy, like cathedral organ music. And that's kind of Philip Glass's style. Entirety yeah. of the film. I know, but I thought it was really good. It was it such did, a good, feel, like, uh, feel right. like a uh, juxtaposition to the scenes, right? Because the way it was shot, it was really interesting. Because there's a lot of really lingering, like environmental shots, almost of the projects mm-hmm. and of Chicago, and a lot of. I thought it was shot really beautifully, and the. Um, I mean, the, the opening score. is just an aerial shot of like a, a highway in Chicago yeah. and this music's playing over it and you're going to kind of a slow text crawl of, of all the credits, which we don't see a lot of these days. No. So it was kind of interesting to just kind of have to sit through that again. Like, yeah, movies used to do this a lot more. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Candyman for a second. I mean, the Wait, char- the Candyman? The character of. The Candyman oh. can. Um, <laughs> what is this dude's power set? That was low-hanging fruit, but I'm going to give it to you. Thank that you. was well-timed. Thank you. What is his power set? Okay, I asked. I had the same note. What the hell is Candyman's power set here? Well, yeah. he can appear wherever there's a mirror and kill people. I okay, think that's- well, I guess we should set it up right. So it, Candyman is structured like Bloody Mary, right? right? You stare into a mirror. You say his name five times, and then the boogeyman gets you. Yes. Um, well, except not really, because in Bloody Mary, right, she's supposed to kill you right there. Here in Candyman, you say his name five times, and then he just sort of haunts you. And he might show up. He might not. Right. Yeah, I don't know. There's a weird dynamic of where it seems like Candyman is mostly concerned with people not believing he's real. 
Yeah. Because he was like, you you put doubt in my congregation, so now I'm going to haunt you and, and I've kidnapped this baby, but if you, you know, die, now I have to kill innocent people to bring pe- the belief yeah, levels so, up. And maybe it's like in, uh, I don't know if you've uh, read like American Gods or whatever, but we're like, gods get their power based on belief mm-hmm. and the number of believers that they have. So maybe depending on how many people believe in Candyman, that's how powerful he is. Yeah, he's stronger the yeah. more that they believe him. That oh, might that was be, in Freddy Krueger too. I was going to say the Freddy versus Jason plot yeah. was literally people who forgot who he was so he had to get Jason to bring him back. Yeah. So yeah, I did draw that comparison too. But what else does he do? Like he's got a hook hand. He can hypnotize people. As seen whenever he's in the uh, parking garage, right? Yeah, and then she, she like blacks getting, out. Okay. Um, but he, he can float backwards through windows. Yes, but he has to break the window, so he's not... Uh, what's the word? He he interacts with reality. He's he, yeah. He can't phase through. Wa- yeah. But then they say that he phased through walls, like during some of the maybe conversations. he had a choice. Maybe he broke that window so she had an escape path. Hmm. Or it's more effective when shattered glass falls everywhere. Yeah. So okay, so he can levitate. Yeah. Also. Yeah, he can levitate. That's for sure. And is he immortal? Because he seems to get hurt. Like you can hurt him physically, stab him with a flaming pike, or yeah, you know, cut him. But I don't in the think neck. you can kill him. You can injure him, but maybe not kill him. You see my confusion here? Like, yeah, he's not a he's not a ghost. They didn't right? spend a lot of time, yeah, explaining his limitations or powers. He was he has plot powers. Whatever plot powers needs, are the strongest powers. Yes, whatever needs to happen to move the plot forward, he's got it covered. That's true. Because. Um, Another question I have one. So I guess we have to touch on the plot a little bit. Let's go back to his powers. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. So he does that, but there's also those holes behind the mirror. So did he actually appear out of nowhere? So he's got a power to do that, but it's like the holes there are just kind of ancillary behind the mirrors. Are you talking about the medicine cabinet? Yes. Yeah. I think does that, he actually use those or is that kind of a red herring? I think it's a red herring. Like that is how the police explained. Uh, here's how all these people were dying. Okay, that's the like, oh, there's got to be a real world explanation exactly. for this. But he's also got like a siren song type ability where he can put people in a trance. Yeah, he can like hypnotize right, them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that was really confusing too because I was like, wait, does well, he do that? Right. Because that he didn't do that with anybody else though, did he? It was to, just Helen. Kind of leads to my question of does when he hypnotizes them, does he give them superpowers too? Because how did Helen get into that lady's house and do the things that she did in that house? Or did Candyman do all that and then he just sort of teleported her there? Yeah, but I no, don't know. but she had blood well, all I think, over. I think her. he knocked her out and took her to the the project apartment. Yeah. See, I, I could also see it being where he like possesses them and then he does all the murdering through yeah. a human vessel. One of my dissatisfactions with this movie is they do like to just show murders happening off screen through this hypnotizing trance kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. Like it, it, you come back to the aftermath. Yeah, and that leads to all these questions of how did this happen? Which I loved. I love the fact that I was like, because like, okay, so there's that part where like Candyman trances uh, Helen, yep. puts her in the project apartment where the baby's gone and the dog's head's been cut off. Yep. Check you. one for another Thank injured you. animal. Another dead animal. Thanks, Gladberger. Um, and then I was like, I was like, oh, well, this is the craziest dream sequence I've ever seen. Yeah. And then like the lady rushes at her and then and then Helen hits her. And I was like, oh, this might not be a dream. This might be a legit. I was like, right. holy shit. And then the cops show up and I was like, oh my God. I was way the fuck off. It was very interesting when they did it the first time. When they did it the second time with Bernadette, it was like, okay, you've already kind of played this card once. Like, 
Let me see what happened. To your point, right. did she I, get possessed? Did Candyman come? Did I what? half expected there to be video footage of her walking around with a knife or yeah. something, you know, because that was kind of my assumption was like he possesses the the person who's inflicted with the visions of the Candyman and then they commit the murders. Right. Because, dude, whenever she woke up, okay, like you said, there's a scene where Helen wakes up out of the trance. She's just completely drenched in blood. Like right. it's in her bra drenched. But we know that he can kill people because he kills the psychologist or psychiatrist, whatever. Oh, you're right. Right? He kills that person and then unhooks her her restraints. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he can he can deal with the physical world. Yeah. Too. He's a confusing... Oh, no, no. He definitely can deal with the physical world, yeah. but like... Because he knocks Helen out. Yeah. Yeah, he hits her with his hook. Okay. Yeah. Man, this, this character is confusing. <laughs> He's and doesn't he put the place. hook in like someone's head or something like that? Or in the neck or... There's a character he mm. did that with. He probably... I think probably. It sounds like a scene... But (laughs) there was something that that happened in this. It's still so hard for me to separate this one from the movie that I pretend saw in my imagination. I'm going to be honest. Candyman 2. I love this movie. Like, I really like, there's parts of it I have a problem with. Because in typical, is it just Clyde Barker that has these weird plot um, outlines where things just kind of like escalate, escalate, and then kind of chill and then like kind of go nowhere and then suddenly escalate to an ending? I feel like that was the same thing in Hellraiser. Well, this would have been around the same time, right? I don't know if this was a particular style of filming. Yeah. But it could be Clyde Barker style. We haven't watched a lot of early 90s horror. At least I haven't. Like, I've seen some, but yeah, you're right. It's not. It hasn't been the 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 focus of. Uh, I mean, I think it should be the focus, but no, it hasn't but, been like a a primary right. movie time frame. And I that we think hit that up. might be because there's just not a lot of huge standout horror hits in the early '90s. Or I think maybe we're so like maybe we saw those at the time. Well, I mean, you guys probably saw them at the time. I'm uh-huh. sure as hell probably didn't. But like maybe we're not thinking of them the same way. Like, yeah. oh, we haven't seen this. You know, we should True. talk about that. Or that's a classic because for us. Maybe it's just kind just of just a movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can like Event like, Horizon. Event Horizon only stuck out because I love Event Horizon. But I feel like we could have oh, we could have skipped Event Horizon if we had not like true like Pet Cemetery, Sleepwalkers. There was a lot of those kind of oh type god, of there was so coming. many. Yeah, yeah. but Pet it, Cemetery kind of has that same style of escalation, 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 chill, escalation. You know, until the and end. And then the end. Yeah, yeah, pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, maybe that's a thing. Maybe we should like kind of look at that for like some more future movies. But let's get back to Candyman. Yeah. We'll put a note on it. Uh, Candyman's origin was he was a son of a wealthy, or he was a son of a slave who kind of became wealthy by doing uh, what was it? Some sort of mass production of shoes. Yeah, I don't know. it was a real eighteen hundreds way to get rich. It was some kind of like you're know, like oh he was a real entrepreneur. Yeah. And then he was he got hired to do a portrait of a, a wealthy woman, right? right. And they end up having an affair. Yeah. Okay. Well, so the that daughter. answers my fucking question. Because when they cut to the picture at the end with Helen and the the mural, mm-hmm. I was like, wait, have they always known each other? Like, is this like reincarnation yeah. over the years? Like there was a point where I thought that's what the, the now, movie is Helen trying to just go with. Look it. like that lady, or is Helen actually that lady? Wait, at the very end? Yeah. I think Helen, they painted a mural of Helen to show that now she's transitioned into this legendary figure because she had the all burned head in the mural too. The hair was on fire. So I think that was uh, no, meant I thought to she was just No, she was like a normal looking lady in the mural. No, at the very last scene? No, the very, not the very last oh. scene. Talk about before that when he's like, it's always been you, Helen. Oh. Helen, it's, you know, like yeah. I'm here for you. I was like, I was like, oh, were they reincarnated? And he's like, kind of like, I'm here oh, to get back question. what's yours, know. or is it just like he? She looked like her so much that he was just like obsessively like I can't let this one girl go. I think it's one of the two, and I think it works either way. I, I agree. It yeah. does definitely works either way. But I had a question about that because I was like, 
is Helen like some like past reincarnated experience or is it just someone who like reminds him of this woman that was such a, yeah. a pivotal point for him? I think it's Candyman's the, got some issues. That's yes. how let's put it that way. <laughs> I think it's the reminding just because they didn't like touch on it at all in the movie, but that is a great question I did not think about. Because at the end, the, the mural changes when she's yeah. burnt. You're right. But which kind of shows that like Helen is almost that woman, which leads more credence to the fact that maybe she is the same one because the, the mural does change yeah. to reflect what Helen that's so it's lots again, of questions unless, unless the projects just painted a brand new mural so, yeah, you know who knows Candyman's real arch enemy gentrification because <laughs> all of these projects are gone now they've been tremendously shrunk so if he's relying on these people to pass this through generations he's fucked I think you're going to find out that the new Candyman they're working on now is going to deal with some of that a, through deal with gentrification. It's a, it's a spiritual successor. Okay. The one that uh, Jordan Peele yeah. has been tapped to create. I trust him to deal with a sociological issue like that. That'd be really interesting. Or he may just not deal with that sociological issue and just make a badass Candyman film. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah so Candyman, I think his original name is Daniel Robitaille, or I don't know. Robitussin. Robitussin. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> Sorry, French people. We don't know how to pronounce your words. Sorry, um, French people. It's it. There's a t-shirt. Oh, boy. <laughs> So yeah, the uh, the husband or the father of the white woman uh, <laughs> in the eighteen hundreds finds out that you know this black man has been. Uh, yeah, I think it's the father because I remember the, the word okay. daughter yeah. being thrown uh, around. He cuts off Candyman's hand and then covers him in honey, and then he's killed by bees. So creative, but also you could have just shot him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me, y'all didn't think of Nick Cage from the End of Wicker Man? Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! The bees. I was like, oh, why can't we get him to recreate that scene? There you go. So that is how he is created. Now, I was looking into some of the sequel, Candyman 2, Candyman 3. There's something to do with the mirror that the guy who killed Candyman is taunting him, making him look at himself in the mirror and how ugly he's become after the bee bite. It sucks his soul into the mirror. This mirror allows him to resurrect himself over and over again until the mirror is destroyed. Oh, so there is a mirror. Yes, that's the source of all his powers. Or maybe just mirrors in general. Yeah, I don't know because he can come. He can come from any mirror. Because I think right. about if any mirror they say five times, um, you know, which is another weird thing. I'm sorry to deviate, but like you have to say his name five times in the mirror. Right. But in the very beginning scene, when um, the folklore tale is being told about you know Susie and Bobby or whatever yeah. the hell those two names were, because he says it four times and she's like, no one's ever made it past five or four, and then she says Candyman the last time, and then Candyman shows up and kills her. Right. Remember? So do you? You don't have to be the one to say it five times. I guess she's got to be in the room when it's being said. No, but her friend bailed out. The Helen's friend is it was, it, was that Bernadette? Bernadette, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she. I guess she did get killed, but not. I think directly because she said Candyman four times, which by the way, real shitty friend. She left her, they agreed to say it together and then she bailed on four. Oh yeah, totally stopped. But she wasn't haunted or anything. She just was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's true. Uh, that's a true. That's a good point. But so it's the, more person says, it's the person who says the fifth Candyman because it was girl. It was the girl Susan or whatever oh. her name is at the very beginning that said the fifth Candyman. Because remember the boyfriend says yeah. it four times or the bad boy. So you can pick up on someone else's. You can, can piggyback off as long as you're the fifth Candyman. Yeah. Well, they said it nine times. Then he needs to. Burn. Candyman needs to clean up his mo because it's a little sloppy. Yeah, can we get a rule book? Some kind of user's guy. <laughs> 
So anyway, nothing to do with candy. No. In the least. How did they... He should have been Hook Hand Honeybee Face. Yeah, B-Man. Yeah, the B-Man. Hook Hand Honeybee <laughs> Face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Say it with a French accent, Mark. Yeah. Here, I've got a better plot for the title Candyman. Charlie Bucket and Uncle Joe drink all the fizzy lifting drink and they rock it straight into the fan and they get chopped up into bits. Willy Wonka has put out of business because of this. Now he's penniless and poor. He cuts off his own hand, inserts a hook, and now he's the candy man. Bullshit. Wonka could cover that up. He's got the money. <laughs> he's probably yeah. No one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to know this happened. But can you imagine of evil Willy Wonka with a hook and his little minion Oompa Loompas yes. going into the streets and murdering in the name of the candy man? Telling you, Candyman 2. Willy Wonka could be a terrifying horror movie. Willy Wonka 2, the Candyman cometh. <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> so basically, yeah, Candyman, um, just jump back to the plot. So Candyman pops up in the story. They Helen and her friend, God, what's her friend's name? Bernadette. Bernadette. Bernadette um, are investigating this. They start uncovering Candyman. They start finding like you know his secret layer in the project. She's now being haunted by Candyman. Point, this all takes a, a long B, time. C. Yeah, it's like over the course of like, but like, she Candyman frames Helen for killing like a baby and a dog and, and injuring injuring the woman in the project, the mother in the projects. Right. They take her to jail. Her ass is in jail. And her husband, who's having an affair, clearly. Shady, man. Shady motherfucker. Shady. Um, Helen, Helen and Bernadette are college students. They're seniors working on a thesis and they're in uh investigating. Wait, no, they're co- I thought they were like no, future professors. They are seniors in college. Oh, I, no yeah, I way. thought they Get were the like associated. No, they look like they're forty. Oh. but yeah, they're seniors in college. Where did you get that information? They said it. Oh, <laughs> I must have glazed right over that. It's also in the back of the box I read. Oh. Seniors? Um, There's yeah. no. They went back to school. That's some Rodney Dangerfield level like back to school. Well, I was stuff. watching this movie yesterday, and my wife walks in and is like, "Wait a minute, are, are they teachers?" And I was I, like, "I don't think so." And then I went and looked into it. Yeah, they're seniors. Yeah, I thought they were like a. Associ- Associate professors writing their PhD to become full professors or something. That's no, this is like too. their graduating thesis. They went way overboard. The yeah, rest yeah. of their class. They're, really on a, <laughs> they're on a nine-year graduation plan, basically. Yeah. Um, so they're investigating urban legends, and that's where they hear about the Candyman story. They go and investigate. It leads them to the project. So she's a student, and she's dating a professor. She's who's married to him. Mar- she is full-on married to him. Married to a professor who's also cheating on on her with another student. That professor has a thing for students. That's fucked up. He's garbage. Yeah, he would not survive this day and age. No, not at all. He would have kicked Rightfully out of the school. So. That's a Me Too shit Exactly. Right there. Absolutely. So, yeah, as we've touched on already, uh, during trying to uncover the Candyman uh, mythos, it leads into the projects, and they meet up with a woman named Anne-Marie, and she has a baby. We get some more info dump on that. And then Helen has a run-in with the Candyman in a parking garage where she's hypnotized, blacks out, and then wakes up in Anne-Marie's house covered in blood. There's a severed dog head, and the baby's missing. And we find out the Candyman has kidnapped this child, and he's keeping him aware. Was this yeah. like another worldly realm? No, no, that the it, was, it was in that room that she found. So it he was just that. staying in the he he was one apartment, apartment over. Door. <laughs> Yeah. That's ridiculous. They could have went and got him at any time. Yeah, it was not really... If they had made any effort to find the baby, they would have found See, him. See, I thought we were doing like this Beetlejuice bullshit where there's like the netherworld or whatever. No, you know, and he no, no. It was, just, it was just a room that she kind. crawled into baby, earlier in the um, the movie. It was like 100 yards away the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Man, like one wall. She knew where to go to get the baby. Why did she do that? Well, I think she... She was arrested. Then she, she was arrested. Was, she was in jail. Yeah, she was in, then And then she, she was committed. Well, right, okay. To, because so her was, husband... She, the answer is she didn't do it because she's restrained. Because the, <laughs> the husband gets Helen out of jail after she supposedly, like, 
after she killed, supposedly killed the dog and the baby and, you know, yeah, went after, went after Anne Marie, uh, she gets bailed out of jail by her husband. And then he's like, Hey, are you okay? I got some work Wait. I got to go do. And it's like, no dude, that's fucking shady as hell. And then that's when Candyman comes back yeah. to get her. Bernadette shows up. Bernadette gets killed. Then the cops are like, okay, this is like the second murder you've been like so, on the scene for. And then her husband has her committed. Right. So yeah. She's a student. She has a business card because she gives out her business card. And when she gets out, bailed out, there are like a thousand fucking reporters there. That's why I thought she was important in some way, not just a senior. Because, I mean, murders happen. It's unfortunate, but especially in the early 90s, murders are happening in the projects all the time. There would not be 7,000 reporters fucking in front of the police station because a dog got killed. And well, it says she's a graduate student. So, I mean, yeah. they're usually older. Yeah, Working on that master's degree. Mm. I don't know. More Candyman plot holes brought to you by <laughs> Grave Talk. God, yeah. So they get her committed. And then and she escapes. And then she escapes. And she escapes by... Something she, happens. She calls... She's like, I can show you the Candyman. And so she calls the Candyman to oh, the room. Right. The doctor gets right. killed by Candyman. And Candy then Candyman Man fucking wrecks the doctor. Mm-hmm. Says some bullshit to her. And uh, then he... Well, he's, he's basically telling her, like, look, if you do not give me your soul, I'm going to kill the child. Right. So he's bartering with her. And I think she finally gives in to um, this demand to a degree. She escapes. Well, Candyman undoes his, her restraints. Yeah, und- that's right. That's and then right. she cold cocks a nurse. Yeah, she fucks that nurse up, like, man. Dude, I was like, man, if yeah, you want to make yourself look guilty, you're doing a very good job. At she, this point, what has she got to lose, though? I, know, I mean, yeah. she's already like going to get framed for two murders, and you if know, you're, if you're not aware of the Candyman presence, she looks like 100 percent guilty. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, there's no way she's not the one murdering all these people. And then she escapes, and then she goes back to Anne Marie's house. I guess well, she goes back yeah, to she the goes her own house. Yeah, oh, she goes back to sure. her. Oh, that was amazing when she walks. In, I have a note. Hold on, I have a note where it's all like. Oh, little blondie, you're in trouble now. Because <laughs> she walks in, and the girl that like her husband has like been like fucking around with is moved in. Which yeah. I couldn't tell how much time had actually passed at this point. I feel like it was like they real said quick. One month. One month. Yeah. So really fast. <laughs> really quick. And um, that girl loses her shit and squeaks in only the way that someone so terrified you don't have a response for yeah. anything like squeaks, and then she's like. Get out of my house. Which, and then the husband's like, you're not supposed to be here. And she's like, call the cops. Yeah. And they're painting the house pink. Every wall, pink. That was a big thing in the 80s, though. That, oh, not, like that time, there was like, a lot of pink. Ha- like, think of Chucky. Child's Play 2. Yeah. That house was very blue and pink. I was, I, that, I was like, oh, wow, they're going to have to repaint all that over because nobody wants bright-ass pink walls anymore. Yeah. So at that point, she goes back to the project. Yeah. And in the project yeah. like courtyard, there's this massive furniture pile where they're like, oh, they're preparing for the festival or something like yeah. they're doing something for Candyman. Some sort of bonfire. It's supposed to be like a, a ritualistic uh, event to honor the Candyman. Yeah, it's like a bonfire like of some kind. I don't know. Like, yeah. It's part of it. It plays into that whole like Candyman needs you to believe in him sort yeah. of. They didn't really uh, touch on it line. that much except to show that it like by the time they introduced it, it was already they had built their their bonfire. Yeah, we're already in the last and, third of the movie yeah. at this point. They actually make a point of that because yeah, he's like because remember they frame one of the the tough thug kids or the, one of the guys in a coat who's been pretending to be Candyman. Yes, because she gets uh, remember she gets accosted in that um, bathroom sh- terrible outdoor bathroom. Um, he's all like, you wanted the candy man, I'm here. And um, it's a guy pretending, using the, the legend of candy man to kind of basically be a, a hard ass. Yeah. Um, she gets the cops to come out, realize that it's just the dude. And so the project is like, oh, candy man was just that guy. So candy man's pissed at Helen. Like 
you're fucking with my business now. Like they don't believe in me the way right. they used right. to believe He's in me. Casting doubt for into his I'm quote unquote this. congregation. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing this now to kind of get the the clout and respect back. They don't explain the bonfire or who told him to have a bonfire. Just I guess it's just a thing that they do. See, I thought it was a thing they do. They're going to trap Candyman and burn him. I guess they did it like every, but there's no there's no information to kind of give you any kind of like context yeah. to it. So I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. There's a bonfire, and somehow the baby gets in the bonfire. So Helen is now lost everything after she uncovers that her husband's been cheating on her. With and she basically says, "Trevor, you're all I had left." Yeah, she's given up and she's willfully going to give herself to the Candyman. They and do that's some where we sort get of that weird kiss out. where like they he like spits bees in her mouth and like he's just covered in bees. Oh yeah, he's like bee faced up, and then she's like, "Here, suck on this," and you're yeah. like, "Whoa!" But then she like double crosses him. And then runs away into the trash pile and finds the missing baby. Well, no, in she there. hears the baby. She hears the well, baby. That's what I'm saying. So she yeah. goes out there to like get the baby. Yeah. And then the But did Candyman put the baby there? Or I don't how? Know. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought I thought the mother, Anne Marie, was going to sacrifice her baby to capture Candyman in the fire and burn Candyman. I thought it was like a sacrifice type thing. Like, I guess my baby's gonna get sacrificed to trap the candyman. But Helen gets the baby out, and she's like, "Oh my god, thank you!" But I like couldn't tell if that was like, a, "Oh, I didn't know my baby was in there." But how do you miss that baby yeah. crying? No, I think, everyone heard that baby. I think Candyman put him put the baby in there because she was like, "You said you wouldn't hurt him," and Candyman's like, "I'm a fucking dick. What do you want from me? I'm not hurting him. The fire's gonna hurt him." Yeah, it's like that's that's I, how I, I don't I, recall any mentions of trying to trap or destroy the Candyman no. by the the people. No, because he seems surprised that he was on fire. But then why would they do that? I think it was a sacrifice to the Candyman. The baby? Yes. I think maybe that was like his people offering him, please don't hurt us. Oh. Take the child. Or do you something. think they were like taking like, here, we're going to sacrifice the white lady for you. Like, I here's, think it was here's any, your date. Is it like a, is it like a really weird like urban either, tinder? Either or. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's either we burn the baby or the white lady. What's it going to be? Wow. I, see, I don't think that's it. I think we're all really off base, but there's nothing in the movie that gives you any kind of context yeah. of exactly what that um, that ceremony is about. Because the woman's like, Anne Marie is listening to her baby in there and it seems she's got this look on her face kind of like, well, this is for the greater good. But then Helen brings the baby out and Helen is burnt to shit. Yeah. Oh man, that was a great, like, I was like, I oh, the makeup on that was crazy. And then, but she hands the baby and she's like, oh, my baby. And it's like, um, you, you clearly heard your baby in there. Yeah. When Helen goes into the big furniture trash pile, she has a kerfuffle with Candyman and she stabs, stabs him with like a piece of wood on fire and he just starts yelling. And then he's not she, very tough. No, he, she escapes, gives the baby back. Proceeds to die on the spot, and then Candyman explodes into a flame of fire bees that just cover the city. <laughs> which was great. That which was, was a neat scene, scene, but I'm like, what is happening now? But remember Were the those real fire bees? Remember the beginning? The bees took over not. the city also. Remember? He's like doing his little like monologue oh, of the bees yeah. taking over the city. So is that them sacrificing? Is this a secular kind of like I think there's process? something to that. Like they have to get they have to cleanse Candyman or appease Candyman. Because the, the the projects clearly know about this process yeah because he's like well you know it's time for the candy man celebration sweets for the sweets baby yeah because candy man is so um interested in devotion and acknowledgement that he's willing to you know kill right. innocent people to make sure people remember his name so there's got to be some sort of level of like there's just know. not a lot of depth to this movie <laughs> is what it really boils down to which fine it came out of a short story and they didn't have you know a novel or whatever to go off of and i think we're just seeing that you're peeling if you peel away the surface of the movie there's just 
no answers, unfortunately. Who well, do you think has more throwaway short stories, Clive Barker or Stephen King? King. Gotta be, yeah. Think. Just yeah. due to volume? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and he's been writing for probably, what, 15 years longer than Clive Barker, too, so... Okay. Okay. Maybe the maybe the answers we seek are in Candyman two and three. Maybe is there, is there a book? I mean, oh, it's a short story, but yeah. is there like more stories that explain? Candyman? I think it's just the one is based on one called The Forbidden. Okay. That uh, that he wrote. Yeah. Which what, I read the plot synopsis. It sounds pretty similar to the movie itself. So. Okay. Yeah, it took place in Liverpool instead of Chicago. I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a minute here and just basically like give mad props to Tony Todd because when he first shows up in that parking garage with his head tilted up and that jacket just standing there, I was like, oh, he looks so badass. And the way he yeah. talks and delivers his lines, I was like, I get why he's considered one of the, like the top dogs in, in horror. You are not content with the stories. So I was obliged to come. Be my victim. I am the writing on the wall, the whisper in the classroom. Without these things, I am nothing. So now I must shed innocent blood. Come with me. I wish there was more Candyman in the Candyman movie because he did such a great job. Well, I kind of like the that's I mean, there wasn't a lot of Cenobites in Hellraiser, though. True. I mean, it's a lot of it's like when they pop up, it's like, oh, shit, you know, kind of moments as opposed to like getting getting used to them, just hanging out with the boys. But I think the Cenobites, when they popped up, had more impact than the handful of times Candyman. He only really did one, two actions in the whole movie. He killed the doctor and he. Well, force visual, bees into someone's well, visually, mouth. Yes, visually, yes, but he Candyman framed the fuck not, out of Helen. Yeah, visually, Candyman is not particularly, like... Uh, Present. Or unique, right? The hook-handed killer has Fair. been in, like, all the stories, right? They go back to, like, the, the kids making out in the car, and then there's just the hook on the yeah. door, you know, that whole story. But, yeah, Tony Todd does the a great bees, job. Though, the bees, the bees inside bees his body is pretty great. Important, <laughs> but, that was intense. Yeah, Tony's a fantastic villain. Yes. Um, I, am, I am compelled to watch the sequels. To see yeah. what how how they because obviously we've seen part two and we don't remember it but I want to see how they uh, kind of flesh out that character story. Look, I gave Hellraiser up to three. I'll give Candyman up to three. Yes, I want to see part two to make sure that's the one I remembered. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do want to just let's finish out the plot. So the movie ends with there's more. <laughs> yeah, Trevor is looking in the mirror and he calls his wife by saying her name five times oh, in that's the mirror. Right, he's distraught over her. Burn which death. makes no sense right. so because the, he was so happy to move on and now he's like oh Helen well, I think it's different when you're I think divorced versus the person that you uh, supposedly at least Getting have a couple of feelings for yeah. yeah that might violently be dies and they yeah, went to her funeral and then he comes home and his the lady that he's been cheating is so just over any amount of remorse that he may have she's like I was gonna make you a nice dinner and then like he's, he's like, like my oh. wife just died and she's like oh yeah she's already done with it <laughs> yeah. to be fair though she knows the score I feel like she's like oh boy you know like I feel yeah. like she is very clearly like dude you cheated on me with her you moved me in after a month clearly True. you don't give a shit why suddenly like yeah. do you out oh now it's out of nowhere it's a real gut punch isn't it buddy <laughs> I feel like she's kind of like these might be crocodile tears to a degree like oh he's playing the, the sympathy victim or something like that 
Can I have two steaks? My <laughs> wife just died. <laughs> <laughs> Does that work? Because I'm gonna use that at like steakhouses from now. Yeah. Like, very good. I get a two for one. My my wife just died. It's not my birthday, but my wife just passed away. Aww. How about a free meal and dessert? <laughs> this um, feels like a George Costanza plan. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. So yeah, he calls his wife just like you would call the Candyman, and then now apparently she has Candyman abilities. Well, yes. I don't know if he calls her like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna call her. He, he just he just says her name five times and distraught. Like, oh, Helen, Helen, If you didn't mean to, Helen. it seemed really forced towards the fifth. Oh, it seemed very <laughs> forced in the fifth one. At yeah. some point, you're like, all right, what am I doing I here? I said enough, yeah. But yeah, I think it was more supposed to be like an accidental call. But yeah, doesn't she pop up dressed yeah. as a candy man? She's like, miss me, Trevor. Yeah. Like, hooks him. Does she have a hook? Uh, yeah, I, she, I think she does, because she fucks him up like the candy man fucked up the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, because the, the new girlfriend walks in and sees Trevor all messed up in that bathtub. Yeah, it was pretty bloody. Yeah, and then it cuts to a mural of Helen in the projects and the end. Yeah. So do they, So is the candy man replaceable? Is that how this works? Every time they do a, a, a ceremony, do they replace the candy man? I think it, it is because... Now, like maybe the point is Helen's story is going to supersede the Candyman story. And over time, the Candyman will lose his power because everyone will forget about him. And Helen's the new story everyone's going to tell that, and that imbues her with power. But she would have a good story, though, as opposed to a scary story. <laughs> like she like went in, beat the Candyman yeah. and rescued a baby. Woo. Hats off to Helen. You know, like. Yeah, but it only takes one twist, right? Three game of telephone for someone to be like, yeah, and she's really pissed that she burned to death. So if you say her name five times, she's going to fucking kill you. I'll be Maybe, honest with but. you, though, but in 1992 to 2018, we, everybody would have forgotten about her already. She oh. killed two people, a dog, and then kidnapped a baby, but then gave it back. Yeah, 100%. And I don't even know if that was on but the they, news. But they painted a mural. Yeah. Also, how did Candyman get remembered for 100 years? <laughs> All he did was sleep with a white woman and get killed for it. But he keeps showing up. <laughs> Jeez, so dismissive, John. I mean, what, are we really upset here? God. Well, I don't think Helen's present in any Candyman sequel, so it wasn't that interesting to the writers oh, wait, so to continue the story. No. Oh, so it's back to Tony Todd. Yeah, being. it's like, I, just based on reading it, he, now he's going after distant relatives. Of who? Himself. He wants to kill his own relatives? Yeah, I don't know. Why not go after the distant relatives of the person who killed him? Ooh. Yeah. There's a story. That's better. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think this one is is ripe for a remake. I wouldn't mind to yeah. see uh, Jordan Peele do whatever he's going to do with yes, it. Yes, I trust him, so I'm I'm hoping it's good. So recommendations for the Candyman. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good. Or would you give sweets for the sweets? Oh, <laughs> I think it's a good movie. Um, it's very famous for a reason, and you know, if you haven't seen it and you're interested in horror, it's worth watching just to check off your list. It's, it's very enjoyable. Iconic, yeah. yeah, I'd recommend it as well. I think it's worth watching. I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, yeah. it does leave a lot of open-ended questions and some confusion on power set and what he actually is and can do. But it was a good time. Do you think? Well, I guess I, I guess I should actually just read some of these Clyde Barker stories because I don't know if Clyde Barker like fleshes these things out ahead of time. I read the um, one I had for so the many, Hellraiser. Oh, was it Hell Telltale Heart? Yeah, um, not the Telltale Heart, but no. whatever that one is. Yeah, yeah Telltale Heart was Poe, but whatever it is, I um, I did read that one, and it did not really ex- explain a tremendous amount. But that one deviated so much more movie to. To story than perhaps this one did. And it was also a novella, not a story, short story. So it did have some length to it. I think it was like 80 pages, but it didn't really tell you a whole bunch more than the 
like yeah. Hellraiser did. Hmm. Short stories by design don't give you a lot of details. Yeah. It's just an in and out, quick little ideas. Uh, you know, put, and I understand that, but if you're going to put certain hooks in your story, not, sorry, that wasn't a pun. That was like, <laughs> if you're going to put certain things in your story that like are so intrinsically hinged on like a plot point, you need to have some kind of context. Like I think taking a short story and making it a feature length film is very, very hard and is often done poorly um, because to your point, there's the... These are snippets of ideas. They aren't all the way thought out, and they work if you're only reading 12 pages and you're with a, a story for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. When you're with the story for an hour and a half, two hours, and they have to stretch 30 minutes of content to 90 minutes, that's when you start to see, I think, all these gaps. Yeah. And if you want to check out the original story, short story, The Forbidden is available in the Books of Blood volumes. I think it was volume five particularly that this one was in. Yeah, I wanted to find it, but it was since it wasn't its own story, you have to like, buy these volumes and they're reasonably expensive for yeah. one story anyway. Hmm. So June 12th, 2020 is the dated return of the Candyman. Um, it says it's going to be returning to the neighborhood of what they call it. Cabrini green. Yep. In a now gentrified neighborhood. Hmm. Okay. And is a spiritual sequel to the original. Interesting. So they are going back to the same. Well, area. then maybe it is going to be Helen. Maybe Helen will be the gentrified candy woman. Candy woman, candy person. I don't know what the proper like <laughs> gender-neutral nomenclature is. I don't think the audience is going to want to see a white candy man. I don't I, I think you I think they'll take whatever they give but like I yeah. don't know like what if ooh what if Helen is the candy woman and I think that would go over comes very back. poorly. Yeah, to Mark's no, point. I, Candyman's one of the like few I think minority horror villains yeah, that it's a big deal um, yeah for for that but if it's a spiritual successor to the the first one like how the halloween 2018 you know you you got to understand that Candyman's dead and helen is in charge well i've got a quote here from jordan peele saying the original was a landmark for black representation in horror genre so i really don't think they're going <laughs> to go that direction with it um nia DaCosta is set to direct um, what I if mean, they re-ungentrify the Candyman tale and make them black again? I mean, I'm good with that. Yeah, but I think I w- we got to. What does spiritual succeed? Right. Spiritual successor, a spiritual sequel mean? It means it's probably going to be a retelling, right? So they're going to drop the whole Helen. They're going to pick the parts of the original that they liked and leave the rest, and then <laughs> yeah. go. It's just spiritual. If Maybe. movie two and movie three had no interest in Helen, I don't think we're going to get her back anytime soon. Yeah, I'm sorry, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else on Candyman? No, I I recommend it, though. Yeah, go check it out. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See you.